With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are live. Welcome into season two, episode one of the Colorado Hockey Rink Cats, where we cover the Colorado Avalanche Eagles and University of Denver Hockey. I am your host, Ryan Sykes, and I have my co-host, Brennan Boat, with me here today. We have a very special guest for you guys, signed to an AHL contract for the 2023-2024 season. We have forward Tanner Caro joining the program today. Tanner spent the last four seasons with the Dallas Stars organization, seeing time at both the NHL and AHL levels. Before that, he was with the Utica Comets for a season, and then the Chicago Blackhawks organization for part of four seasons as an undrafted free agent signing out of Michigan Tech. So without further ado, let's bring in our guest. How are we doing today, Tanner? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Appreciate you hopping on with us. So my understanding is... um, you are still on the East Coast. You have not yet moved to Colorado. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, East East Coast time. We're we're in Michigan in the Upper Peninsula. Yeah. That's right. Um, so I guess just to start off, um, how did your deal with the Eagles kind of come together this off season? Um, I guess for you personally, why Colorado? Were there any other teams interested in signing you? Yeah, well, originally, I think going into the summer, after spending the last couple of years in Texas, the travel was a little bit tough having like three kids. So we kind of were planning on looking closer to home, more Midwest teams. And uh, just for the travel not being as excessive and then being closer to family for the wife and kids if if we're gone on any long road trips. But so we we're kind of focused mostly there and then kind of listening to other teams as the summer went on, but when it came close to the actual trade, or I mean the free agency, we thought we were a little bit set on one of the teams and that was near home. And that kind of fell through on the first day of free agency. So it kind of threw us for a little bit of a loop. We were kind of almost felt like we were set on that team at the time, but so then it was kind of a step back and kind of re reassess things and see what other teams were we're talking to and we're kind of thinking about and that's when Colorado called and kind of made their little pitch you know and so we're kind of waiting on them and listening to a couple other teams and at the time it was just a American League deal which is what I ended up signing so we're still kind of waiting on a couple teams with the NHL deals because that was obviously our main goal and our main hope going into the summer but at the end of the day, we didn't, when we were talking to Colorado and all, you know, the kind of the setup there and just the area and everything we've heard about it, it wasn't something we really wanted to pass up, even if it was only an American League deal. Because we knew we were 
they made it sound, you know, like we're still going to go to go to main camp and you still have a chance to prove yourself and get it switched over to an NHL deal. And Colorado is kind of always a team that we've really liked, you know, and we like the area being, like I said, we're from Michigan. So everything outdoors and Sorry. Um, oh, that's okay. Yeah. You're good. Um, so that that kind of attracted us to it too. And you know, talking to guys that have played there, or known guys that played there, just the whole organization, the team, the you know, the new coach, everything, kind of just felt like a good fit for us. So it it worked out, and we're we're really excited to get going. If you don't mind me asking, who were those those players that you had spoken to in order to uh, to help make that decision? Yeah, well, just even guys on our team throughout the year, we're just kind of talking. You kind of like, as you're going into free agency, everywhere you kind of play, you kind of just, you know, ask around. And a few guys, like some of the older guys, like Mackenzie and stuff on our team, knew some guys in Colorado and they loved it. Um, our My teammate, Riley Tufty, this past year just signed there. So that obviously mm-hmm. helps when you know someone going into it. Uh, TJ Tynan, he has the same agents as me. So he was my agent relayed through him about how much he enjoyed his time there. And so just kind of more secondary hearing from people, but it all, it all sounded good. So we're excited. Yeah, we actually kind of like TJ Tynan. Uh, unfortunately, he, he <laughs> left for, for, uh, L, for LA and Ontario at that point. But um, uh, he was one of the better players while he's here. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a good player. T- Tanner, to kind of your point, you've uh, spent most of your career in the Central Division. Um, you're kind of looking forward to seeing the other teams in the Pacific Division? Yeah, it's always fun to play teams and players you haven't really ever played against. You know, it seems like everyone knows everyone in your division, and you're just kind of out of the loop with all the other ones. I, I spent the one year in Utica, so I got to play out east, and it yeah. was – it was just, yeah, it was just fun playing new teams, new players in new ranks, kind of just the whole different environment. Um, we've obviously played a few few of the California teams over the last couple of years in Colorado, but kind of just that steady West Coast and going up to Calgary now and Abbotsford and down to Henderson, it'll, it'll be fun. Yeah. And then um... – You'd spent last season with the the Texas Stars, and uh, and that was actually one of your your best seasons, other than the the Utica year, of course. Um, having that one place and the the consistency, what do you think contributed to that? Uh, the the season. Yeah. You're saying yeah. Um, I think just yeah, just being comfortable, and obviously you want to be you know getting games up up top in the NHL and but when you're a guy that has like a family and you're kind of up and down and you're if you're called up you're in a hotel or vice versa the year before we were had our place in up in Dallas and then we got sent down so you're kind of commuting it's hard to get kind of in this a good flow and just a good state when you're you know when you're down low so I think just being there the whole year getting comfortable our family comfortable just you know, getting a good group of guys, our team was really good. So it just kind of all, it all meshed together and it was a, it was a pretty good year. It, do you feel like it, it was um, the fact that you were staying in the, kind of in the same place in that case, 
Um, you weren't jumping back and forth between Dallas and and uh, gosh, where is it? Uh, it's not Plano. It's um, uh, Frisco. It's uh, Cedar Falls, isn't it? Cedar Park. Cedar Park. Oh, yeah. Cedar Park. Yeah, just north of Austin. Yeah, I think in a in a weird way, I think so because obviously I would have preferred getting called up at some point during the of, year, but of course, like I said, just easier on like the family and you know we had our oldest is in school now so just being there for them when you're home obviously it makes it a little little bit easier as we're on the road so much during the year and um you know kind of what we're talking about here but most of your previous seasons you know you've seen that time split between the nhl and the ahl you know how are you able to kind of shift or maybe balance your mindset between you know, needing to help out the NHL club when you're called upon, but then also still being a high impact player at the AHL level. Yeah, it's just trying to, I guess, stay as, as versatile as possible. Obviously, when you're called up, I'm playing more of that fourth line shutdown role, penalty kill. And so it's nice to have more of that offensive role when you're down in the American League, but I also want to keep that side of my game as sharp as it can be. So when you're called up, you're not just, you know, fish out of water when it comes to penalty killing Mm -hmm. or any of the defensive zone and just forget about that aspect. You know, I try to pride myself on the 200 foot game and being relied on defensively and on those penalty kills. So I was still able to penalty kill a decent amount this year, obviously not as, as much as you kind of balance it out and being on the power play, but still focusing on that, making sure I was working on face-offs that kind of came a long way during the year. I felt like I was getting more and more confident in that kind of shifting back to being a center. I was center most of my career, but I feel like these last couple of years, I kind of shifted back and forth on the wing, but feel most comfortable at center. So I was able to play that for most of the season. I think that helped for sure. And then um, I, I was reviewing some, some video of you that today while I had some free time and I've noticed that most of your goals tend to come below the hash mark. Um, have you been working to maybe try and extend that out a little bit, uh, you know, above the faceoff dot or more towards the blue line or, um, you know, work on that a little bit? Yeah, obviously it'd be nice to have more of the high end goals if you can, but I just, I've always kind of been more of a pass first mentality kind of player. And I kind of do that even, even on the power play, sometimes to a fault. I like, even if I'm on like the high, you know, one of the high roll guys, I'm usually looking for the seam or the high redirect, but I think it's just more, yeah, getting confident in your shot and trusting that you can score from anywhere. So I, yeah, I've worked a lot on that in the last year and a half and this summer, just shooting a lot, getting confident in your shot and just trusting that you can score from anywhere. But I also, yeah, I'm not afraid to go, go grind it up in the front of the net. So if that's where, that's where the goals are. I'll, you know, I'll take them when they're there. And I, I did notice that you, it seems like you always get called upon on uh, the uh, shootouts. In fact, you had a shootout goal against Colorado in Colorado to win the game uh, against Houston Stanton in this, this last season. Uh, do you happen to, to recall your move on that? Um, yeah, I think I came on the left side. I usually like to come in on the left side and then, try to get a read on the goalie if he's cheating too far on his right i'll go i'll shoot low left but that one i think he kind of i don't know if he knew i was going usually going low glove because he kind of shifted that way so i think i just went back with kind of a soft shot 
on his blocker side, I believe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I was up in the press box and I was, I, I, I was uh, a little upset about that one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Tanner, obviously uh, two guys that you played with uh, last year in Tufty and Olofsson. Uh, they're also with the organization now too. How does having kind of familiar, familiar faces um, kind of ease your transition? Yeah, I think it's huge. You know, obviously, anytime you start over, just just going into main camp and not fully knowing how everything works and how it goes and stuff, just to have that familiarity with at least one or two guys that you know on the team and can kind of talk to and kind of go through the the newness together. Um, it helps a lot. And Riley is he's a really good friend and we were like basically neighbors down in in cedar park and he has two little boys now too so we've got along really well so we're excited to kind of be there with them too are you are following uh it's uh the beauty league this summer are you following that at all he's playing in that league <laughs> yeah yeah i know i haven't really that's more oh, okay <laughs> well he had he had a, a a filthy goal tonight i'll send it to you after we're done here oh yeah but... yeah send it to me <laughs> And it was against one of your teammates, your future teammate, Sam Malinsky. Who, oh, wow. Who's yeah, who's gonna <laughs> be let him know. Yeah, who's gonna be one of your, your better defensemen this year? So it it was kind of dirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a little bit about your family, Tanner. You know, with three other brother uh, brothers involved in hockey, two of them being goalies. Um, you know, what was that kind of like growing up for you, always having to someone to put contested shots on goal against? Yeah, I kind of feel bad, I guess, for my parents and for my <laughs> brother's now wife, uh, having him in the walls and be a goalie. <laughs> but yeah, he was he wanted to be in the net, and it was nice to have someone to shoot on. And I always had those little battles growing up, and he, you know, he, he was a good goalie growing up, he just I think got a little burnt out of it by the end of college, but it was, it was fun to have that, those battles, you know, and I, once I got a little bit older, I almost felt bad scoring on him, whether we're in, you know, summer skates or scrimmages, because you obviously want him to do well. But if he, if he got a little too cocky or anything with the save, then we try a little harder, but is that, it, was, uh, it was fun to have for sure. Is that uh, the one who also went to tech as well? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I, I did notice that because uh, I was looking at your guys' rosters from college, and uh, I did notice it was uh, Devin that was on your last year when you captained the team. Uh, how how cool of an experience was that to have your, your brother on the team? I know he didn't play, but officially, technically, but uh, how cool of an experience is that to have your brother on the team with you? Yeah, it was, it was something special. You know, we grew up in this area going to those Michigan Tech games as a kid and that was kind of where your whole goal as a kid was almost to play college hockey for Michigan Tech even more even more so than going to the NHL or getting anything higher that was that was kind of where you wanted to go so to be able to do that with him was it was pretty special just to throw in those jerseys that we you know watched every weekend as a kid and we got to do it together it was something we'll obviously remember for a long time. Um, and then, yeah, no. just real quick, Brandon, but I do want to go back to an unfortunate event in December 21, um, 2021. You take the big hit from Brett Connolly against your former organization, um, stretch it off the ice, obviously. What did it mean for you and kind of the aftermath of seeing 
guys like Joe Pavelski get emotional talking about your injury. Yeah, it was it was cool and yeah, tough tough to see, but that just shows the emotion and how tight everyone kind of is in that hockey community. And as as a team, you get so close to each other. So anything that happens, and obviously you just saw how scary it was for for him and his family when he went through that injury he did in the playoffs. I think it was before that. Yeah. So you never, yeah, you never want to see that happen to anyone. Obviously, it was a kind of an unfortunate you know, not as intentional as it might've looked kind of injury that happened to me, but they were, they were all there, you know, supporting me throughout the way and all teammates from, you know, past growing up, everyone was reaching out and the whole, most of the guys I played with on Chicago did too. So it was special to get that support. And obviously I'm thankful that it didn't end up any more serious than it was. And I was able to continue to play after. And I know Brett got four games for that, but did he reach out to you after that? Yeah, yeah, he did a yeah. couple times, and he okay. obviously felt very bad about the situation. Yeah, right, right. And it seemed more—it seemed more like a an accident. It's not like it was purposeful or anything like that. And you just both happened to be going into the same place at the same time. Uh, and I didn't. What did was that conversation like when he reached out to you? Did he say, you know, oh, I'm sorry, my bad, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I think he was just very apologetic and just concerned about my health and how things were going more than anything. You know, I think he felt pretty sick to his stomach, I think, how the whole thing happened, you know, because obviously it wasn't his intent to injure me in the play. I kind of took me a little bit to time to before I ended up watching the hit and just to oh. see it because it was, it was one of those things where I didn't remember what happened. So I was like, you're a little nervous. You don't know if it was like something you did or you put yourself in a bad spot. And so just kind of watching it, I kind of can see where he was thinking, like, you know, the deep mm -hmm. man was going to pass it to me and he was getting ready to hit. And then obviously it didn't go to me and just went up the wall. So it was, so at that point as a player for me, I'm in a vulnerable spot, but you don't expect to get hit. Cause you're just, you know, you see the puck on, so you don't even take that glance of, you know, if the puck's coming to you there, you might take a glance to kind of see if someone's coming. And obviously I didn't do that. And I think he just kind of was, yeah, I was kind of on the tracks where he was going and just ended up following through and got me in a vulnerable spot. Well, the Avalanche have been particularly active in signing um, undrafted uh, free agents out of college over the last couple of years. You being uh, also an undrafted free agent signing out of tech, um, was there any sort of like expectation or um, I guess when you signed, like coming in, being a mentor to a lot of those guys, like to learn the league um, different than those that came up being drafted? Yeah. I mean, I guess I haven't really thought about it or, you know, it wasn't, hasn't been fully instructed, but I think just in general, being an older player now, even though it feels like I just, just got started. Um, <laughs> you want to, yeah, you want to help guide, guys as much as you can and help them you know learn what you've learned and what I've kind of learned from older guys you know before me but obviously you can just see throughout the league even the NHL it doesn't matter if you're a first round pick or undrafted free agent if you you know if you're good and you can play you're gonna you're gonna do well and just trying to keep guys working hard every day and making sure they don't you know give up or try to get too frustrated because they weren't that first round pick and might not get 
as many looks early on that if you just, you know, you keep working and put your mind to it, you can get that shot. And once you get the shot, try to take advantage of it and run with it. Mm -hmm. And I have to know, do you have any pregame rituals? You know, are you doing like the Corey Perry uh, down by the glass, uh, up and down with the stick or whatever? (laughs) (laughs) Or what what do you got going on before the game? Nothing crazy like that. No, you just, I think you just get in a one set routine of, you know, how you, exactly warm up and you just kind of stick with it and sometimes if something gets a little bit changed like a meeting goes long or you rush or something and you have a good game you kind of do that same thing or switch something up and then if you're you're struggling you try to change it up a little bit tweak your tweak your warm-up or your routine or just the order of things and just you know hope that that makes a difference on the ice but it's a little more it's a little more mental at that end but yeah nothing nothing too crazy uh, so you don't have to put like one shin guard on before the other or anything like that. Oh, I think you naturally do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. You get dressed one way. It's right. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's right to left on most of that. And, yep. Yeah. I'm yeah, saying so that I'm is something yeah, I, don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think I could. Yeah. Put my left skate on first before yeah. my right. That would throw me off. Yeah. yeah. I'm right <laughs> to left as well. So, yeah. Um, And then uh, I always like to ask, uh, actually did he, Ryan was getting ready to ask this too. Uh, what's your favorite type of music? I ask this to every new player and every <laughs> every player. Uh, is it country? That seems to be the favorite, um, the the most popular. Um, rap, uh, metal. What do you like? Yeah, I'm more yeah country. I think growing up in the small town Midwest, you know, USA. That's kind of what we grew up on a little more. But I like yeah, I like a broad range and obviously not country to pump me up before a game, but in yeah. general, if I have the radio on or listen to music, that's usually what I go. Yeah. Who's, who's your current favorite artist right now? Uh, I'd say Luke Holmes. I okay. gotta, I gotta see him in person a couple of years ago and that kind of solidified that he was, he's awesome. <laughs> it sealed it. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. It's one of the few country artists I've actually heard of. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's good. Vernon, do you have any more questions for Tanner? Uh, I think we covered it all, actually. I think we did. Yeah, I know we're uh, looking forward to watching you uh, this season, Tanner. And just want to thank you for hopping on with us for a few minutes. Yeah, well, thank you, guys. I'm excited to get going. And I'll uh, I'll be seeing you in Loveland uh, quite a bit because I'll be making the drive up there and covering the games for us, too. Oh, perfect. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for joining us, Tanner. See you out in Colorado. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank See you. Guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.